The times sure are changing, folks, as the Chicago Blackhawks are set to have 13 games on national television this season. I'll break down all of them and also get into the Hawks' home game promos for the 2023-2024 campaign. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Do me a favor. Go and follow at Jack Bushman 2 on Twitter, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also, just a quick reminder, make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. It won't cost you anything. It's 100% for free and really does help me out tremendously as I'm trying to grow the show right now as We're just a few weeks from training camp and the preseason kicking off. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Also go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram as well. Yes, I am still doing the giveaway. I'm going to get that out before the start of the season. A little bit of technical difficulties with the Lockdown Podcast Network that I wasn't aware of when I started this giveaway. So I'm kind of working through all of that. But don't worry, the giveaway is still happening. Go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. I greatly appreciate all of your support. All right, let's throw that to the side. Good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. And getting right into it, folks, I'm here to tell you that the Connor Bedard effect is 100% absolutely real. And we already knew this to kind of be true when the Blackhawks announced that they were going to be having 25 weekend games at the United Center this season with seven on Friday, seven on Saturday, and 11 on Sunday. It's the most home games that they're having at the UC on the weekend since the 2008-2009 campaign. And it's also the most Saturday games that they'll be having since all the way back in 1958. Yeah, Connor Bedard is that special, folks. And for far too long, far too long, the Blackhawks kind of got bamboozled by the Chicago Bulls with this weekend slate because the Bulls were the ones to have home games at the UC on Friday and Saturday night. And that really left the Blackhawks with the scraps and they would have those weird 6 p.m. Sunday afternoon starts that, you know, it feels like, oh, it's an hour earlier than normal, but still everyone has to work tomorrow. Uh, Never was kind of the perfect plan in terms of the only weekend games that they were offering at the United Center. But now that's a thing of the past tons of weekend games at the UC this season. And it only makes sense. I mean, Connor Bedard is coming to town and the Blackhawks, the franchise, the organization, the United Center, they want as many people as possible at the Madhouse to fill that place up. They know people are going to want to come and see this guy. And you know, most of them work and it's hard for them to go to a game at the UC at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night. So what they do as a result, more weekend games when people obviously aren't working and should make for a much rowdier crowd at the UC than we've seen in a handful of years. Step two, though, the first step 
was getting those weekend games. Step two of the Connor Bedard effect, we found out earlier this afternoon, folks, when the NHL released its national TV schedule for the 2023-2024 season. The Chicago Blackhawks are set to have 13 games on national TV, five on ESPN, five on TNT, and three on ESPN+, Plus, which only having three might have been a little bit of a bullet dodge there for us Blackhawks fans, considering the ESPN Plus broadcasts have just not been very good these last two years. Um, but yeah, 13 national games for Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks, and it's going to start right out of the gate, folks. Uh, the NHL wants to put Connor Bedard on a spotlight right from the get-go, and both of the Hawks' first two games will be nationally televised, as well as three of their first seven total. And also as a reminder, uh, the NHL put Bedard and the Hawks on a treacherous five-game road trip to begin the season so they could put them put him into all of their biggest markets, get him as much spotlight as possible. You could tell that was their goal by just looking at the Blackhawks schedule because opening night on the road against Pittsburgh Penguins, Connor Bedard going up against his childhood idol, Sidney Crosby, for the opener. That's going to be nationally televised on ESPN. Next night, the Blackhawks open up the year with a tough road back-to-back. The next night, they'll be out on the East Coast again against the Boston Bruins, the President's Cup winning Boston Bruins from last season. That will also be on national television on TNT. Then they'll travel to Montreal for a game on Saturday, followed up by a game on Tuesday in Toronto against the Leafs. And then to wrap things up, to round out their five-game road trip, they'll be uh, out in Denver for their first matchup against the Central Division rival in the Colorado Avalanche. That game also is going to be on national TV. So three of the first five games for the Chicago Blackhawks going to be on national television. And look at all look at all the teams the Blackhawks are playing. Pittsburgh, huge market. Boston, huge market. Toronto and Montreal kind of speak for themselves. The Colorado Avalanche, the 2021-2022 Stanley Cup champions, that's obviously a massive market. You can tell the NHL kind of really thought through this entire process and want to be putting Connor Bedard on a pedestal as much as possible earlier in the campaign. But here are all the games that we know the Blackhawks are going to be playing on national television this season. On ESPN, I referenced there's five games. We know the Pittsburgh Penguins for opening night. That's going to be on ESPN. Same with that game to round out their five-game road trip against the Colorado Avalanche on October 19th. They'll also have a home game on the 24th against the Boston Bruins on ESPN. That'll be their second home game of the season. October 12th in Edmonton against the Oilers will be on ESPN as well. McDavid versus Bedard north of the border. And then February 29th. Is this a leap year? There's usually not. Is it 28 days or 29 days? I'm, I'm going to go on a, a tangent here if I continue to think about this, but. The 29th of February is the last Blackhawks game that'll be on ESPN against the Colorado Avalanche. As for their five games on TNT, the 11th against the Bruins, their second game of the season will be broadcasted there. A game on January 17th against the Sabres as well will be on TNT. Same with a matchup against the Kraken on the 24th. The Minnesota Wild, they'll go head-to-head with the Blackhawks on February 7th. And then their last game on TNT comes on February 21st against the Philadelphia Flyers. The three games the Hawks have slated right now for ESPN+, Plus. hopefully one or more of them wind up getting bumped because I really do not enjoy that coverage. The first is on November 16th against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The second one 
is on January 9th against the Edmonton Oilers. And I'm just going to say it. It is an absolute disgrace to put Connor Bedard versus Connor McDavid on ESPN Plus with that broadcasting team. Uh, not sure how that one didn't make the national TV schedule. And then the last but not least, I guess it is the least, uh, will be April 16th against the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. So lots of good exposure for this young Blackhawks team and Connor Bedard. To be fair, most of these games on national TV are going to be against some of the best teams in the entire NHL. It's going to be some tough sledding for the Blackhawks, particularly right out of the gate, but it is undoubtedly going to be great experience for the, the, these youngsters that are stepping onto the scene for Connor Bedard to be in the spotlight right away. There's there's no running. There's no hiding. He's just kind of got to face it right from the get-go. Uh, it's a sink or swim mentality that I kind of like putting players in. And I think Connor Bedard, everything we've seen from him, he shows that he's the type of kid to handle this pressure. It's going to be a great experience, great exposure for him. Super excited to see the Chicago Blackhawks back on national television for 13 games in the 2023-2024 season. All right, there is all of the Blackhawks games on national television this year. Coming up in just a moment, I will also go through all of the promos at the UC for this season as well. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball with FanDuel, and you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet $20 and you'll land 200 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under. You can even bet on who you think will hit the first home run of the game, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And how about the Cubbies getting a big victory today against the Milwaukee Brewers? Albert Alzale getting the win, 3-2 over the Brew Crew. I've been riding hot betting the Cubbies and also my boy Cody Bellinger. I've won a lot of money on FanDuel recently. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, and you'll get up to $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. For segment two, I kind of wanted to stick with the schedule theme here on today's episode as the Blackhawks also earlier in the week announced their home game promos at the United Center for the 2023-2024 campaign. And with a lot more weekend games, they're going to be setting up for a lot more festivities in the atrium, a lot more live entertainment, a lot of experiences and um, good good fan interactions and stuff. And obviously a ton of giveaways as well, uh, as well as a, a lot of celebrations for many great causes. Um, the first of which comes on the Blackhawks second home preseason game against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, excuse me, October 3rd at the UC second game back will be Hispanic Heritage Night at the United Center. And then to open up the regular season, the Blackhawks home opener against the Vegas Golden Knights, as they've done the last couple of seasons, will be red carpet night at the UC where fans will get an opportunity to have a, a close-up and watch players walk into the United Center for the first time during the regular season. And also the first 15,000 fans, 21 years uh, uh, and older, of course, receive a Blackhawks light-up rally towel courtesy of the fine folks over at Modelo. And 
your boy over here does enjoy a nice cold Modelo from time to time. Shout out to Modelo for sponsoring that. I really think that's a cool idea. A nice Blackhawks light up rally towel for their home opener. Going to be awesome to see the fans waving that around in action. Uh, but a ton of new things that the Blackhawks front office has announced this season. The first of which being a new best day ever series for Saturday and Sunday afternoon starts. Don't really understand the naming behind this, but I do think it's a cool concept. Uh, they'll be transforming the UC atrium into a bunch of cool stuff. They'll have live entertainment, as I said, uh, maybe some live performances from music artists and bands. Uh, they'll also have immersive experiences, photo opportunities, giveaways, and plenty of other good stuff there as well. And it also focuses, has a strong focus on youth and the future of hockey, both on and off the ice and words from uh, Blackhawks front office member Jamie Faulkner and those games by the way for those curious the afternoon weekend games will be on November 26th against the St. Louis Blues January 7th against the Calgary Flames February 17th against the Ottawa Senators March 10th against the Arizona Coyotes the day before my birthday which that's an afternoon game I'm probably gonna have to be there right and then they'll round things out with uh, April 7th against the Minnesota Wild as far as the new best day ever series. But getting into some of the uh, appreciation nights and that stuff, the promos that the Blackhawks have planned out for this year starts on November 5th against the New Jersey Devils, where they'll be having Native American Heritage Night, which is obviously a very key focal point with the Chicago Blackhawks and their logo and their name. It's really been a focus since Kyle Davidson and really since Danny Wirtz kind of took over as the CEO, man, still kind of weird to think that Rocky Wirtz has passed away. Just almost doesn't feel, feel real at this point in time still. Um, but ever since Danny's kind of taken over and really become the forefront of the Blackhawks organization, replacing Rocky, there obviously has been more of a focus on being involved in, in the Native American community and making sure they're honoring and respecting everything properly and doing everything to build a strong relationship between those two sides. So obviously love to see uh, Native American Heritage Night opening things up right out of the gate on November 5th. Then on November 16th against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Blackhawks will be having Military Appreciation Night, obviously a very great cause. November 19th against the Buffalo Sabres will be Hockey Fights Cancer Night at the UC. December 10th against the Capitals will be a, uh, a celebration for first responders and police in the city of Chicago on February 13th against the Canucks. That will be their Black History Month celebration, which I thought they did a really good job with last year. Uh, this is a cool one too, Blackhawks fans. I think a lot of you rowdier folks will enjoy this one. They've extended the St. Patrick's Day celebration to an all weekend long thing because the Blackhawks are going to have two home games that weekend. First on uh, March 15th against the Los Angeles Kings, and then on March 17th against the San Jose Sharks, St. Patrick's Day weekend celebration will roll through the entire weekend at the UC. That one should be a fun one. Uh, then on March 26th against the Calgary Flames, that's when they'll have Pride Night. Obviously, there was some controversy uh, behind the Blackhawks and their decisions to not wear the Pride jerseys or Pride tape on the ice this year. Um, that was a whole story of its own. Hopefully, it goes better this year. And then the last will be on April 14th against the Carolina Hurricanes when the Blackhawks are closing out the season. I actually want to look right now. I'm guessing that's their final home game of the year. It would only make sense because it is fan appreciation night at the UC. And of course, 
when I want to pull up my NHL app, it just freezes on me. It always seems like that happens with technology, right? Let me go and check the Blackhawks schedule here real quick. I apologize for not writing this down in my notes. Um, yeah, it is the last home game of the season. Sunday afternoon, April 14th, 5 p.m. start against the Carolina Hurricanes will be fan appreciation night. But a lot of uh, opportunities, a lot of fun celebrations going down at the UC. I'm stoked to see what's going to be happening with that St. Patrick's Day weekend celebration. I'm also intrigued by the new Best Day Ever series. I think they were still a little vague in explaining that, and maybe they don't exactly know what they're going to be doing yet, but hopefully it makes for a, a lot of fun times in the UC atrium prior to games and, and all that stuff. I know a lot of people like just kind of uh, wandering around in there and just seeing everything, all the statues and getting a drink or two. I think it would be really cool for the Blackhawks to kind of build off of that and turn it into more of a, almost like a, a, a parking lot tailgate. Obviously you can't do the same things inside as you would in a parking lot, but it would be cool if that was kind of the new like little powwow for the Blackhawks prior to their games. And obviously Connor Bedard is going to help attract more fans. More fans means more people caring. And uh, I think it could be a really cool atmosphere in the UC atrium for years to come. So cool that the Blackhawks are having all of these promos in the 2023-2024 campaign. Uh, And excited to see more about their giveaways that they're going to be doing as well. I don't know when they announce those, but lots of fun things coming along with getting tickets at the UC to watch the Blackhawks and Connor Bedard this season. All right, segment three, before I wrap things up, I did also want to discuss Seth Jones's recent chat with Ben Pope from the Chicago Sun-Times, my very best in the Blackhawks biz. Uh, That's caught a little bit of steam on Twitter here in the last week or so. Quite honestly, I don't think Seth said anything crazy, but it is something that I wanted to bring up on the show here because it's a, a talking point that I discussed numerous times during the seemingly everlasting saga about what the Blackhawks should do with free agent Seth Jones or Caleb Jones, excuse me, Seth's younger brother leading into this offseason. I felt like there was a lot of back and forth. No one was really sure what was going to happen. Um, but of course, we now know that the Blackhawks let Caleb Jones walk. And since he signed a one-year deal with the Carolina Hurricanes, but when kind of speaking about this matter with uh, Ben Pope recently, Seth did say that Blackhawks general manager Kyle Davidson did not reach out about this matter prior to making a decision, but did give him a phone call to let him know that, hey, we're not going to be bringing back uh, Caleb next season. And I saw some people were a little upset that uh, Kyle Davidson and the Blackhawks didn't you know, let Seth know about this before the fact. But at the same point in time, it was probably a very tough decision for them to reach as well, because there were some flashes from Caleb last season that I've talked about on that top pairing when he got an opportunity with Seth after the Jake McCabe trade. I thought that pairing was really solid together. And Seth just has a skill set that's a little bit different than what the Blackhawks have mostly on the left side in their organization right now. So, and also with that being said, I just don't know what input Seth would have had here or why Kyle Davidson would have felt. Obviously, yes, it is his brother, but it's a business decision. And Seth's not involved in the business side of things. He's involved in the playing side of things. And obviously he would have had uh, some pull for his brother. There just wouldn't have been 
any reason for Kyle Davidson to reach out to Seth prior to making this decision. I know that didn't sit right with some folks, but quite honestly, I don't think that would have happened with any organization whatsoever. Um, but Seth did kind of talk about how, you know, Kyle told him they're really focused on um, giving some guys an opportunity on the left side of the blue line this season, as we know is going to be true with Alex Vlasic expected to come up, Wyatt Kaiser, Isaac Phillips, who knows what's going to be happening with Kevin Korchinski. And then they also have both Ethan Del Mastro and Nolan Allen making the leap to the professional level this season as well. So there was just, it was just going to be tough to see the room for Caleb Jones and Seth kind of acknowledged that. And I'm sure he's aware that, you know, all of the left-handed defensemen the Blackhawks have in the organization wasn't going to bode well for his brother entering um, free agency. But the most interesting comment that Seth made during this conversation with Ben Pope was when he said, quote, where is it? I'm sorry. Quote, it's a, it's going to be a very bright future for the Hawks. Yes, I found it. I apologize. It's going to be a very bright future for the Hawks, and hopefully it doesn't take too long. I'm getting old. It's nothing you can force, obviously. You have to let players develop. Wherever that takes the organization, that's where it takes us. And I'm nitpicking here a little bit, but I'm sure there is a little bit of frustration within Seth Jones considering how the last three years have went. Because you got to remember, he didn't waive his no-movement clause from the Blue Jackets to sign up for a full-scale rebuild. Now, this is a guy who wants to play postseason hockey, and he's only got 37 games of that in his first 11 years in the NHL. Obviously, right out of the gate, what were the Blackhawks? 1-11-3, and, and that's when Jeremy Colleton got canned. That season was basically a wash by the start of November. And then these last couple of years, we've just been trying to kind of step-by-step step go through this rebuild process once Kyle Davidson took over. And I'm sure it hasn't been very fun for Seth Jones because this is not what he envisioned, I'm sure, when he uh, waived his no-movement clause to get dealt to the Blackhawks. And I, I feel like there has to be some internal frustration just a little bit. And maybe even if I am nitpicking, you can – I don't want to go through Seth's words too hard, but when he says hopefully it doesn't take too long – I know he's probably laughing when he says that with Ben Pope, but I'm sure he seriously means that because he wants to play meaningful hockey. This isn't what he wanted when he was coming to Chicago. And now that they uh, didn't re-sign his brother, you know, I I'm sure it's not the end all be all, but it probably didn't sit right with Seth. Um, so just a little bit curious. I, I do wonder if there's just any frustration whatsoever, not that it's going to linger on the ice or into the locker room, but for a guy like him, uh, it just puts him in a little bit of a weird spot being one of the only elder guys who are signed on to this team long-term, right? It's got to be a little bit frustrating. Like all, like Seth, I'm sure all of us Blackhawks fans would like to see this team get competitive sooner rather than later. But as he mentioned, you obviously can't rush it, but it sure seems like the Blackhawks are in a really good spot moving forward. I know Seth doesn't want to be patient, but in just a couple of years, there is a real chance that he's playing top pairing minutes for one of the best teams in the entire NHL, in my opinion. So yes, I know Seth, it hasn't been fun thus far, but the light at the end of the tunnel is starting to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. We can see it. It's not too far off in the horizon. Stick around and I promise it'll be worth the wait because the Blackhawks have a special prospect pool right now and they're only going to be adding more fuel to the fire with all the picks that Kyle Davidson's accumulated since taking over as general manager. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode 
of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show. And be sure to go and follow at Jack Bushman 2 on Twitter. Or you could also go and follow at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Make sure to show some support for the show as well. Go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Thank you all again for tuning into today's show, and I'll catch you all on the next episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.